Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 8 from the year of Christ, 1564 to 1571, chapter 86, the beginning of the congregation. Soon after Philip had recovered from the disease we have been talking about, the citizens of Florence, resident in Rome, sent a deputation to him to ask him to take charge of their church, which is famous under the name of San Giovanni de Fiorentini. Philip replied that he would see about that, for he never undertook any important matter without consulting the will of God. However, after commending the matter to God for a long time, he did agree and said that the idea pleased him, but that he first wanted to have some of his disciples ordained priest, that he himself did not intend to move away from the church of San Girolamo. The Florentines agreed to his suggestion and allocated a house for them to live in and a stipend to support them. Meanwhile, Philip had three of his followers ordained. The first of the companions to reach the rank of priesthood was Cesare Baronio of Sora, who is now famous throughout the world because of his scholarly edition of the Annals of the Church. Not long after Philip died, our present Holy Father, Clement VIII, made Cesare a protonotary of the Holy See, very much against his will. One of those called Partecipianti. Then, despite Baronio's great reluctance, he promoted him from protonotary apostolic to being enrolled in the Sacred College of Cardinals on the 5th of June, 1596. The second of them was Giovan Francesco Bordini, who was appointed by our same Holy Father, Bishop first of Cavaillon on the 10th of February, 1592, and then of Avignon in 1598. The third was Alessandro Fideli, a Roman, a man of marvelous innocence and integrity, The congregation enjoyed his gentle manner and outstanding virtues for 33 years altogether, until he died of the stone in our house in October 1596. These last two priests, Giovanni Francesco and Alessandro, were ordained priests on the same day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, apostle of Rome, child of Mary, counselor of popes, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Florence. We have to remember that St. Philip was from Florence. Yes, he's the Apostle of Rome. Apostle means one who's sent. And the Romans came to believe 
that God sent St. Philip to Rome from Florence to recall Rome itself to the gospel, to help convert Rome. And just as the Romans think that St. Peter was their first apostle in the first century, God especially sent St. Peter to Rome. So they believe St. Philip was their second apostle, who 1,500 years later came from another country, as it were, and came to Rome and made his home there and was used by God to ensure the continuation of the faith there at a time when lots of parts of Europe were falling away. Well, St. Philip slowly, gradually, without intending it, grew into this role as the Apostle of Rome. St. Philip didn't set himself up as, I'm going to be the Apostle of Rome. He probably himself thought that such a title was ridiculous. But in point of fact, this is what the Lord did in St. Philip's life. And we see tonight that the congregation of the Oratorians, the the group by which St. Philip's work continues in the church, was not something that St. Philip himself even intended. I mean, Baronio was ordained, Bordini was ordained, Alessandro Fideli were ordained, not with the idea that they were going to start a new group in the church. No, they were just ordained to take over this one particular church that the Florentines wanted their countrymen, St. Philip, to look after. Now, Galonio, in this book, says that this date is the beginning of the congregation. You see, looking back with the eyes of providence in mind, Galonio could interpret this ordination, these three men being ordained, they're living together as the providential way that God began the oratorians. St. Philip himself was not aware of it at the time, as far as we can tell. He was simply responding to what he thought God was asking him to do. He prayed about it. He looked into his own mind, his own conscience, and decided that this was what he was supposed to do. As later on, St. Philip would say, I'm not the founder of the congregation. Our Lady is. I didn't intend it, but she arranged things so it would happen. So as we get ready tomorrow for the feast of the second founder of the oratory in St. John Henry, the one who kind of brought it into the English-speaking world, who revived it, who made sure that it would last till today. Let us ask for the grace to be faithful in small things. Let us ask for the grace to believe that God is guiding us. And that if we will only follow him step by step. We will only, in the words of John Henry Newman, follow the lights that we've been given. Then the Lord, in his own time, in his own way, will bring great glory to his own name through us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.